I got a different kind of Friday episode for you today. Uh, my parents are on a little getaway, and so my mom will come on here for a, a few minutes. Uh, and then Leah, my therapist friend, is going to help me fix uh, or finish out the second half of the show. Why is it that women cannot find men under the uh, the height of six feet attractive? Something we talk about today on the show. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. So glad that you are here. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we're a podcast that's based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot, and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Well, today... Uh, tomorrow, technically, is my four-year cheativersary. Oh. Four-year cheativersary. And mm. I, in case you don't know what a cheativersary is, I just made it up. I don't think anyone's ever said that before. <laughs> but it's a day that I, I get what it is, though. Found out that I was cheated on. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the 30th of, that's, that's tomorrow, right? The 30th? Yeah. The last day of uh, of April. Mm-hmm. 20 whatever it was 2018 um you know what i i mean is the date obviously will always stick in my head and, and the only reason it does that i remember the date is because in my divorce paper so many different times i had to put like when she moved out of the house so that's mm. like april 30th will always stick with me it's like my cheativersary mm -hmm. and um i honest to god like i didn't i just don't care anymore mm, good Four years later, I just like I I didn't really know how I was gonna feel today. Like I didn't know how I was gonna mm -hmm. feel about it as it got closer. I honestly just don't care anymore. Um, I'm not saying the scars don't stick with you. Yeah, but I just I don't care. But they're like, not painful. There's if no my pain ex like called me, I was like, Let's, I want to talk about what happened four mm -hmm. years ago. Like I would have loved to have that conversation two years ago, maybe. Mm. You know, I just I just don't care anymore and i don't wow. know if that's normal i don't know if you if like i don't, like, I don't know i don't know like because well, it was such you've a done painful so much better honestly i mean you've come so far yeah since that time and know yourself so much better now i mean you can't even imagine now why you married her in the first place i was on the uh, the podcast so. cheaties well i know why i married her i always tell the stories because she was uh she was hot and had she big was boobs. hot yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know exactly why I married her. Yeah. Because when you're 25, that's literally all that matters. That's what I'm saying. Now you know better. Yeah. <laughs> now I see fake fake boobs and I'm like, Ugh, you know, like, Ugh. <laughs> no, I know it comes with this. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's, I, I don't know why, but I just, this is the first year where I just have not cared. I don't, I don't think that tomorrow will go by with me having any type of feeling whatsoever about it. And honestly, I don't even hold animosity towards her anymore. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not even, I'm not even angry about it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's really kind of a cool feeling. Yeah. Uh, for just, I mean, I don't know that I'll ever like forget the date just because again, it was just so ingrained in my brain through the process oh. of divorce. But I just don't, I just literally don't care. Now what comes with that though, is I still feel like I've got, work to do from the aftermath. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I don't know if you would be willing to call in on this cause it's kind of personal, but I, 
always wonder after you get cheated on, and this is something maybe we can talk to Leah about too, is like, do you ever really get over an affair a hundred percent? You know what I mean? Like, can you yeah. ever really fully get over it a hundred percent? Meaning that you, that you trust, you can trust someone again. Well, the, or just thinking like this, that this that will you, never happen the again. Pain of it. Yeah. I know. Just, just like, like, can you ever enter into a new relationship and genuinely f- never think about, you know what I mean? Just be like, oh, well that probably won't happen ever again. Knowing that sure. like it could, and it sucks and it's not, not fun. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that day ever is going to come for me. Um, mm. but maybe I'm wrong. If you've been through the process, I mean, we'd love to hear your story because I just don't know if you ever can just, I feel like that might just be a scar on the heart that like, you know, it says like healed, but like, I don't assume everyone's going to cheat on me, but I just think that mm. I don't know that you ever, once you've been through it, can ever act like it would never happen again. You know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. What I do know, though, is I think I talked about this the other day. Is you know, I'm not scared of it happening, though. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I explained this earlier. Uh, this was it this week. Was it on this? I don't even remember what show I talked about this on. Um, I have too many damn shows now. I feel like what was it <laughs> on the show? Was on. No, I'm pretty sure it was on Mama's it Boy was, though. Because usually Mama's Boy is like the deeper stuff. Um, yeah. I. I don't, I'm not scared of like getting cheated on again. Like, I'm just like, okay, cool. Because I see what happened and uh-huh. like, I'm fine. Uh-huh. Um, so like all bad things in life, you now know that you can get over this and yeah. that life will probably be better. <laughs> so it doesn't really seem as scary. Yeah. If that makes any sense exactly. whatsoever. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not fearful. Um, of a relationship coming to an end again. Mm-hmm. I, but what I, I mean, I prefer not to get cheated on. And that's the part well, that I think I'm course. left with is like, I mean, are you going to cheat on me? Mm-hmm. I think that I'm way more triggered now than I was before over little things mm-hmm. when it comes to infidelity, you know, and like trust. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but we'll talk about to Leah about that. Our therapist friend, because I don't, I don't know what's normal or like, Cause like part of me is like, I need to wait until I 100% mm. never worry about that again before I enter into a relationship. No. <laughs> no, I mean, that would be, that would be a healthy not. thing, right? Like, I don't think it'd be a healthy mm-hmm. idea for me to always, to be in a relationship and always kind of wonder like, are they going to do this to me? Well, you might, you might wonder about it, but you no, don't wait until you, well, that's a whole trust thing for you. Yeah. You're, you're not trusting. Mm-mm. I mean, I wasn't before, so, so it only made it right, worse. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's I a trust no one. I blame, by the way, I blame the radio world for that because I used to be super trusting until I got into this business and I don't trust anybody. I think everyone's a liar. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, that's where my trauma comes from. It has nothing to do with being cheated on. Any, any trauma exactly. that I have in my life has come from exactly. radio. Trust has, me. Well, no, it's come from not trusting. It's not It's not that you got cheated on. Yeah, everybody's a, It's that you can't trust. Everybody's a shady mofo in this business, man. <laughs> Everybody's out to get you. Everybody's out to get me. And in radio, uh, they really are technically all out to get you. That is true. I mean, it really is. Everyone literally is out to get you in radio. That's like, that's <laughs> like all trauma aside. Like all they're looking to do is find ways to pay you less, treat you worse, 
and fire you if you get too expensive. Like they're just waiting. They're just ready. Nice comment for a profession you've been in for 20 years. No, it's terrible. You still it's so bad. Because it's terrible. I love it, but it's terrible. I was telling a friend the other day that got let go out of radio. She was saying that she – um uh, she's like, well, how do you, how do you, cause I was like, oh, are you sure you want to get back in or being a, a bitter old radio guy? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I mean, how do you really feel about it? I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm in, in a relationship and watching my partner do destructive things, hoping that they'll get better. No, oh. that's uh-huh. like my relationship. Like, like, I don't know how it feels to date like an alcoholic or something. Uh-huh. I don't know what that feels like. Hoping but I'm sure that it has to be really hard where you're like, God, I just wish you would be better. I just uh-huh. like, I love you. I love you. Like at your core, I love you and what you are, uh-huh. but you are so not well right now. And yes. I want to hang in there because I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I believe that you can get better. And I, I've, been, I've been saying that for damn 20 years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep on holding on. I have a very codependent <laughs> oh, relationship with radio. I just keep on hoping. <laughs> I see a different side of it, you know, like, oh, it'll. It'll come back around. One of these days, they're going to start treating us better, I'm sure. One of these days, it won't be so toxic. Anyway, this isn't about radio. But uh, my, today's my cheat-aversary, and I really just don't care anymore. And that feels that feels really good. We'll talk about Leah. We'll talk to Leah about the uh, everything else. Um, yeah, so we, to be honest, we're recording this a little out of sync. Uh, my mom is not here on Friday or Thursday to record this episode. Mom, what are you, what are your plans for this weekend? What are you guys doing? Okay. So on, on Thursday, we are going to Barnsley Gardens. I think you should say yesterday we went. Oh, yesterday <laughs> we went to Barnsley Gardens. very trippy because we're actually recording this on Wednesday. So it's mm, like okay, the Matrix. All right. Let me what see if I it? can do this right. Okay. Yesterday we went to Barnsley Gardens. And, yeah. and what is that? Oh, it's just a resort type place up in my up in Adairsville, Georgia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think is west of here, if I'm correct. Anyway, um, and uh, we met Brian, your brother, who was at his forest, which is about 30, 45 minutes away, so that we could give Winnie over to him since we've had her all week this week. And then she is going back to the forest with Brian to spend the night. And then on Friday, we'll go to the forest and have a good time. Jim's never been. I've been. In case you wonder what the forest means, I just feel like we have to explain this. My brother owns a bunch of land up in North Georgia that he's made like a meditation retreat out of. He's been working on it for a couple of years now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my dad's never been, so they're going up there this weekend to go check that out. So anyway, my mom's out of commission for yeah. recording. So we're recording this a little out of date. Um, yeah. We will do little victories, though, because it's important. And we always say, listen, on Friday, let's all celebrate one thing that we accomplished this week. Mm-hmm. Nothing big, though. If, if you did something, if you did something big, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. But the goal is every week, no matter consistently, that we are celebrating a little victory. So if you had a big victory, I want you to only focus on the little victory for the next 30 seconds of your life. Okay. What did you accomplish this week that you just feel like, dang, check that off my list? Feel good about that. Because what happens is when you start to kind of like award yourself once a week, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, it, it motivates you to do more and more and more. So, and, and it also is like, well, a week went by, nothing happened, you know? Well, no, like they, yeah, let's focus on the little Yeah, it makes you proud victories. of the little things too. Yeah, not because every week's not a big week. 
And so <laughs> we got to celebrate the little things too. Mom, your little victory for this week. My little victory this week is kind of crazy, but you know, we keep, we keep winning your brother's dog a good bit. And, um, she has a schedule of course. So when she's here, I set my alarm and I get up at six o'clock cause she's mm. usually up around five, mm-hmm. but I, but I get up at six o'clock and I let her out and then I feed her. And what I've been doing then is starting my day. Well, then it occurred to me this week that she just goes back to bed yeah. after all that. Why wouldn't I just go back to bed? <laughs> so now I let her up. I get her up. I let her outside. I feed her. And then I go back to bed for another hour and a half, sometimes two hours. Does like, she, why did I did think get I extra had sleep? to stay up? Uh, extra sleep is always a little victory. It's the best. Why, but why, like why not bonus. just let her out when you, when you go out? Why don't you just let her out when you get up at eight? Because it's too long. It's too long of a time from the it time says, she went says to who? Bed. Dogs can it hold says, it for like 15 hours. Jimmy Mac. Oh, yeah, no, I don't he, think that's oh, a fact. No. Oh, no. Oh. He would never be able to bear it. <laughs> he Wait, why like doesn't humans. he get up to deal with it then? <laughs> well, I mean, he can, but I do. <laughs> I don't know. This this system sounds screwed up. He's like, yeah, dog <laughs> needs to go out at six. You need to get up and do it. Like, what? <laughs> well, he doesn't sleep well at all. So if he's asleep at six o'clock, even more reason, right? Hang on, can we Google this? Because now I'm confused. How long? How long can dogs hold their pee? (laughs) Ten to twelve hours. Really? Adult dogs can hold their pee for up to ten to twelve hours if needed, but doesn't mean they should. (laughs) The average adult uh, dog should be allowed to relieve itself three to five times per day. That's about once every eight hours, but they can. They can. Well, poor Winnie's already having some problems with incontinence. So, so what time do you take her out at night? Um, her, she goes out for the last time, and and Jimmy Mac does do this at between ten thirty and eleven. Let's say eleven for easier. So yeah. if we do eight hours. So that's seven, seven a.m. You got you got a you got seven an extra hours. hour here. I know you got an extra hour. You're wasting. You're just you're just wasting time here. <laughs> but remember, oh, here's another thing about it. Remember, I go to bed between 9.30 and 10. Jim doesn't go to bed until 11, and then he doesn't sleep well. So by 6 o'clock, I'm more alert than he is. I, I guess so. All <laughs> right, my little victory is I, you know, this is uh, one of my exciting things of the week. I know it doesn't matter to most people, but to me, it's exciting. I literally got my Apple Watch fixed, and I'm so happy about that. Yay! That's so cool. I had put this scam some may say together where i bought apple care for my broken apple watch after i broke it uh i had already reported the apple watch broken before i even got the apple and i already told them i didn't have it mm-hmm. uh, a person on my instagram recommended hey buy apple care for it I was like, there's no way there's no way that's gonna work you buy apple care like after you already bought the product mm-hmm. and, and have reported it and mm-hmm. i waited like two months and i went in i just reported it they didn't, they didn't ask any questions and i said like, okay so I got my Apple Watch. Do I not have I even turned it on yet? No, it's been sitting here for a week. I have no idea what to do with it. Oh, but, uh, well, don't drop it again. God, I know. So bad. <laughs> All right. We'll get to our quote for today. Okay. It's from Audrey Hepburn. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Do you ever thought about that? That's cute. Break that down. Impossible. I'm possible. Yes. That's cute. All things are possible. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So that's a little fun thing for a Friday. 
Yeah, I like that one. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. You are possible. Everything is yes. possible. Um, <laughs> Everything. Yeah, I don't know what anything. to say about it, but uh, <laughs> it's possible. So. Um. All right, it's Mom. At this point in the show, I think I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to finish it up with Leah here in just a couple of minutes. Okay. So how you and Dad have a good weekend. Oh, yeah, we will, honey. Thank you so much. I hope everyone has a great weekend and love you forever. Today is going to be your last opportunity to get 40% off these Cozy Earth sheets, at least this time around. Um, the Cozy Earth actually is just trying our podcast out to see how it does. And uh, that's why they gave us a really big offer because they're like, let's see, let's see what your people can do. I said, all right, don't you worry. You will see. Cozy Earth makes all kind of comfortable stuff, but they're really known for their sheets. Uh, they've made Oprah's favorite things for a couple of years. And I am 100% sure, not just me, but they are too, that you're going to love this sheet set. It is bamboo. Like you probably have cotton sheets. And even if you try bamboo, because I, I had a set of bamboo sheets one time. They were all right. They were like all right at best. Um, that's so like when I heard about Cozy Earth, I'm like, I have tried bamboo sheets before. I don't really know. It's going to be that great. These sheets... So ridiculously comfortable, even better because they're 40% off, right? So it's going to come with a 10-year warranty with this 100-night sleep guarantee. After 99 nights, if you ain't happy with it, send that bad boy back, all right? That's how much they're sure. And it's like a no-hassle thing, free shipping both ways. If you don't, so you don't have to worry about that. And what I said is take that price at 40% off, divide it by 10, because that's what you're going to get for the world's most comfortable shades. CozyEarth.com. Your promo code is Certified Mama's Boy 40. Certified Mama's Boy 40. And that is going to get you 40% off. I think that sale is going to end this Friday. So, like today, the 29th of April. Um, so, you know, if you're like, I don't, don't want to make this like an impulse buy, but like, I would do it now. Make sure you get these sheets at a really, really, really great price. Uh, also, the podcast today is brought to you by our friends at Dunn, who make ADHD treatment affordable and personalized because, you know, that's, that's really can be two things you got to look for, right? It can be personalized and expensive. It can be expensive and not personalized. But together, we're pulling this together. We're making this happen. You're like, how do I, you know, maybe I'm living with ADHD. I don't even realize it. Let me give you some things. Forgetful, disorganized, distracted. If you have difficulty uh, uh, getting tasks done. If you, um, uh, another great example would be like if you, Lack impulsive control. All this could be adult ADHD, which doesn't get diagnosed. Like we weren't, they weren't looking for this when we were kids, you know. So we've kind of been living our lives, kind of ignorant to it. But so many people get help thanks to Done. It is so easy. And all I'm asking you to do is take a really quick survey to find out how adult ADHD could be affecting your life. If you decide to move forward with them, it's so easy. It's so personalized. All expert providers, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, you get fifty uh, percent off your initial appointment. So. Nice little perk by being a certified mama's boy listener, wouldn't you say? Text the word done to 888-Kramer8. Text the word done to 888-Kramer8. I want to make sure that you uh, you find out more about your mental health. And that, of course, is happens with uh, with our friends over at Done. All right, since it's kind of a, a funky show, I'm going to 
skip over because I don't feel like I don't feel like the shoutouts are as good. We actually do have a new certified fan, but I'm gonna save it for Monday. Okay, so we did hit our quota. For all of our certified fans for April, yay, thank you. This doesn't mean you need to stop, but thank you so much to all of our certified fans. We see you and I love you and we shout out. Um, so thank you. So since uh, since my parents' schedule is kind of screwy this week, I decided to uh, bring you something that has not been released yet. It is something that Leah and I, uh, we created um, for an upcoming video series that she's doing about dating myths. And I don't know what it is, man, but there is this thing out there where guys, if you're under the six feet, you might as well be dead. I mean, that's just it. It's probably how women feel as you get older. I feel like shorter guys <laughs> just feel dead in the dating world. Like under six feet. I'm 5'11", right? So we talk about this in here. But before it gets released anywhere else, we're going to share it with you today. So we are debunking dating myths. That's the purpose of this because I think we have this rule book that we blindly follow both men and women, but this is primarily for women. But as a man, it's good to have a male's perspective Sure. and you're dating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm single. How about that? We say I'm single. Okay. Single. Yes. So you are also in that realm. Yes. Four years, by the way, four years single as of uh, this week. It's pretty crazy, right? Thank you. <laughs> That's Thank great. You. Yeah, it's fine. It's very um, stress-free. It's quiet. Is it? Lonely. Do you feel no, like it's great? Honest to God, I, I enjoy being single. I, I works, thoroughly right? enjoy being single, um, which is, I, I think the longer you, you are single, the harder it is to not be single. I'm not bitter. I'm just, it's just, my days are very quiet and peaceful. <laughs> well, you don't have to account for another person. <laughs> Nothing. Just do whatever right. I want constantly. Whatever you want. Yep. Right. No accountability. Nope. So the myth you had brought up, which I think is really actually a really good one, is they have to be – wait. Why yeah. won't women date men under six feet? So then in the, the the myth, the rule would be they have to be six feet, right? Yeah. That's that just what I've, what I've found over the four – the vast four years of dating that I've done is there's this weird four – this is a real weird six-foot rule. And I you must be this tall to date. To ride. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but truly, it's like I don't understand what it is. So I was telling Leah, I have to, I have to lie on my dating Which site. Great. No, I mean it's not. I see, I'm five eleven, but I'm not putting five eleven on there. I mean, at least it's close. No one's going to bring a ruler on a first date, but I feel like it's just it feels inauthentic. But I feel like if I cap myself on it's not, since you can go through dating apps and you can put right. out like what you're looking right. for preference why like for example leah are we talking about your dating life or not i don't know how much we can talk about i want to be authentic well there's nothing to say but yeah we can talk about it right now because so you're a, a single young woman i'm not young but i'm well I'm, I'm young. <laughs> you're not young but you are single yeah um but you are uh yeah so on your dating app preference what does it say no height actually and i could prove it wow. but this but this is but i think this is why i wanted to do this channel because i blindly followed these rules forever was it a thing in the past where you were like I until i was 30 i put six foot and it's and but i also have interest so my first serious boyfriend was six feet my college boyfriend was over six feet and my mm -hmm. dad has always been like now he's like a little bit shorter but he was like six six one 
Like he's always been. Yeah. So I mean, I think how I feel. I'm like so close, but so far, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think for me, it was familiarity to be honest. And then I think, I think that was a big part for me. I think mm-hmm. I just found myself in those relationships. My dad, I feel like I like have a really close relationship with him and I like feel safe. And like, I think there's something about that that feels good. But I also then realized I'm eliminating lots of wonderful people. And I dated someone in my twenties who was like five, seven, five, eight. <gasps> and, but we met in real life. Right. So like, I think it's one of those things where you meet in real life, you get to know someone, you don't really think about that too. But do you, or do you not? Would it did ever bother you? Honestly, after you got to know the person, obviously with me, it's like, I don't think anyone's going to be like, Oh my God, you lied and you're five eleven, not six feet. Forget you. You know, I don't think that's going to be the case, but it might be upset that you lied, not because of the height. Uh, is it a lie? Is five is five eleven and six feet? Is that a lie? Is that a lie? Is it? You were saying you're five eleven when you were not, or five six feet when you're five eleven. That's a lie. But like for all my my short kings out there, I feel bad, man. Like it's just no, it it's, it's like if you're five seven, I just I can't I can't imagine just because there is this stigma that like if you're okay. short, it's this, it's like game over. This is the thing, and you can tell me. I think I also think there's this. There are these gender constructs and women want to be perceived as like small mm. and like, like, like we want to be little and like, okay. Yes. What's what I'm looking for. Now, let me, like, let me tell you this. Let me tell you yes. this. I, I went on a date with a girl one time that was my height and it was weird. Cause she wasn't like small. You couldn't like, just yeah. like, well, and even like when you watch the bachelor, I don't know. Do you watch it? Not much anymore, but I did for a long time. And they're like, the girl will run up and jump into the guy's yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I could never do that. I could never. <laughs> I'm an average How person. Tall are you? You're like what? Five six, five seven. I'm five five and a half. Do you say five? What do you put on the dating app? Five six. Five five five. five, five. five. Oh, you go down because, of course, the smaller the better, right? But I'm all five six, so I don't know. There's no option. But it's funny. I would watch that them running up, and I'm an average. I'm like average weight. Like I'm, I'm muscular, right? Like I could not jump into someone's You're arms. muscular? I don't think you're muscular. I'm fit. Like I am muscular. muscular. But I'm not like, I'm not little. I'm not like tiny. I'm not. Flex. I'm, like, I'm, I'm let's, average. Let's see the guns. <laughs> let's let's but, settle this once and for all. I think, no, no. But this is, I think it's really like a lot of us can't jump into some, a guy's arms. Like you can't run up yeah. and like, just fling arms. Like women, like, and, the, and then you see this in the bathroom and you're like, that's, that's what I want to be. I want to be so tiny that I can jump into this man, man's arms. And if the man's five, five and I'm five, five, I can't do that. Yeah. And so there's this like thing of, we need to be, you know, like we need to be tiny. Petite, so that you, so your guy yeah. can like, but where did that, where did that even come from? Is that like a cultural thing or is that some type of biological thing you think? Because I mean, it oh. is, it's true. Like I almost feel like what tall women probably fall into the same fear category of yeah. like, Oh God, like what's he going to think when he finds out I'm six, three, you know? Right. And it sucks. Like you can't help your height. So where does that come from since you're, you're the dating expert over here? I think it's the beauty standards that come from like Western culture. Cause there are other cultures that aren't so you need to be like tiny, the tiny and meek. Like, I think we have this thing of women are small and men are big and protective. I also think there's probably like some evolutionary stuff there where you like literally where you want the bigger guy that's going to keep you safe and protect you from, you know, the thing from the lion down there. Yeah. That's coming to Kill the tribe. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, then why, why do you, if it's, if it's biological, then why would, 
men pick smaller women. Maybe they're easier to protect. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it makes them feel larger. Stronger. Yeah. It's probably, right? Like if you're like you said, if you dated someone who was your height, you probably wouldn't feel stronger because you might not be stronger. <laughs> I <laughs> never I thought about it that way. I never until we start we didn't even plan on this kind of no. side conversation with taller women, but it is true. Like I think that it is an issue. Um I mean, it's not an issue. That's stupid. Like, who cares at the end of the One day? One of my close friends, like best friends, is I think she's five ten. Me? Her, are you a her? She? Do you identify? No, I'm just, as, I thought I was one of your best friends. You're like number seven on the totem pole. That's not bad. Better, <laughs> better than I deserve. Um, she's five ten. Her husband is, I believe, five eight. And I remember when they first started dating, it was a real thing. But she met him through a friend, and like. They just work really well together. And I think yeah. it was an issue. And I remember that was like the only issue she brought up was like the height thing, but nothing about his personality, nothing about their conversation, nothing about attraction, like just his height. And she was able to get over it. And like, honestly, I really do think they re- they're a good match. And so I mean, do you feel like that the dating app culture is kind of making the stigmas worse? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, since you can go through there and put in, because I basically have given up on online dating. I just find it so exhausting. Eh, you know, a little here, a little there. You know what I mean? Uh, I just have a, I have a wider network than most people. But that's right. If I was, if I was just a normal, see, I, so I am a, a world famous podcaster, <laughs> radio um, personality. <laughs> the women come flocking for podcasters. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah. So no, I mean, yeah. So I've got a, I've got a big social network and social media. So it's a lot People easier to slide into his DMS is what he's saying. The DMS, the DMS are, are it's yeah. Um, but dating apps, I've just found that like, it's, it's that kind of thing. So you go on there, you put all these preferences in, you're like, okay, I want this, 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 and this, right. I want it to be under five, seven. I want her to be, you know, I want her to be this, this. and right. then you meet, even if you talk, even like if you have great conversation over texting right. or the app or whatever, then it's like the tra- eh. the chemistry might not be there. And that was like, that's like you've, you've spent three weeks just trying to get to this place. That's a month out of your life. Yeah. It's been like wasted on some nonsense. It's not even like a thing. I, I, and I think that kind of goes back to our conversation about like, let's just say that you were to let's go with me here. Okay. You met somebody in real life. I know it's weird, okay. but imagine that you, you know, you, you meet a guy and like, you're not even thinking about dating, right? It's like not even really a thing, but then like, he's a shorter guy, but like you have great chemistry Would that. Tell me like where the line. So like, let's say, let's say he's five, nine, but great chemistry. You in? Yeah. Five, eight. Probably. <laughs> It's child, but this is the thing. No, you're right, but that's why. <laughs> Hang on, we're not done yet. Uh-huh. Uh, 5'7". I think the guy dated, it was 5'7". Yeah. 5'6". Five, five, six. Six. I don't know. I think. You're, wait, is, you're how tall? You're 5'6"? You're 5'5". Five, five, well, 5'5". Five, five but this is it's the thing, too. Is but he's, but, but like, he, he treats you great. He's, like, so awesome, but he's 5'7". You're, you're still going right. to say no? That's terrible. Right. No, I didn't say that. But I think the thing is, is. No, I agree. It's totally superficial, but I also think there's also body image stuff with women, right? Like if I was to date someone who was my size, I, I, I it makes me self-conscious, not even about that person too. I think there's a level of, I mean, again, like I have 
body image stuff. We all do. I'm not, you know, I'm not immune from that. And so I think then I think I would feel not, I would just feel like like large, large, right. It's not like Uh. this person small. I feel large. I feel, and this thing too, and I don't know if you notice this, but women tend to have like, you know, wider hips and like bigger thighs and like, I've noticed. (laughs) So you've noticed. So (laughs) sometimes even that, because I have a more like curvier, like I have large, like bigger thighs. Like, and if a guy has like really is very lean, sometimes I'm self-conscious, not because of his legs. Like, wow. I'm just like, I feel larger. And if that's, that's, but that's the BS that we have to put up with, the bullshit we have to put up with in this culture of like, you need to be smaller. But I'm like, but like, literally women have bigger hips and like usually larger thighs and like a bigger butt. Like that's, that's, sh- and that's part of your, like, that's evolution. Do you feel like we're the generation that finally takes down humanity? Cause we just can't get our shit together. Takes down humanity. Yeah, like like we're not going to be able to recreate anymore because we're going to be so damn superficial about <laughs> procreate. You mean? Pro- Re- yeah, procreate. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're already doing that with global warming. With us another. <laughs> That's next next week's topic: dating during global warming. Is it really a crisis? You decide. <laughs> What's uh, melting faster, your dating life or the polar ice caps? <laughs> Earth Day edition. That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway. So I don't know if you came up with it, but I think. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I don't think, but I think, but, it's, but it's I think you've proven my point. You've proven my point is that like, it is, it, it is a, it's a tall man's world. And it's a short man's, it's short woman's world. Like, and, right, and maybe because fair. of the, not by a lot, maybe it's, it's nature and nurture, you know? Um, and, I, and I'm not going to pull up my profile right now, but I will say it doesn't have height as a preference. And I've kept it. I'm like, but, you, but you've admitted that if he's past, under, totally. if he, if, no, you just, I just asked you if he's had a great personality, but he's five, seven, you're like, I don't know, you know, like Dude, that's, no, but if I met, I've said like, if I've met him in real life, I don't know. It's hard to like, it's hard to say, it's hard to say never. But like it's you had, a, you had a reaction. I did. That's you're the right. point. That that's is the it. point. So you schooled me in my own. I, I, I've made you look awful on your own video. So everyone <laughs> should now unsubscribe. <laughs> from she's 10 shallow to, as hell. Goes from 10 to, <laughs> to, to two users. <laughs> <laughs> just this, this just took down your whole career. I mean, I, but I think this is the thing is I think I like to be honest as a therapist because I think. No, I appreciate your honesty. That's why we always have good immune, conversations. Yeah, we're not immune to the, to this shit. We are also superficial at times. And we also like I I recently, I don't know if I, and then we'll wrap up, but I, I, I've been more aware of how I was probably a jerk to guys in my twenties. And I didn't not, not more recently, but like, I've been thinking about it more. I've been aware of it for like a few years now. Why do I feel like I would have had a crush on you in your twenties? <laughs> I oh, love you, a mean, I love a mean woman. So I feel like you would have been like right up my alley. Mean. I think I like was so on a mission to find the one it was like very, And I think then I would just like, I would like meet with someone and, and like, I did ghost initially, but then I just would tell them directly. But then I got really – some guys would get really upset and then I would like – and yell or like text me terrible messages. So then I got afraid of like telling guys I wasn't interested and it became the cycle so then I would like avoid. And But anyways, I think I wasn't as uh, conscientious of men's feelings and like kind of like was like just didn't really think about it. And it didn't that matter, release. right? It was just your feelings what you wanted. Totally. It was super like narcissistic in that sense of like, I was just in this tunnel vision of like, I need to find my partner. Yeah. Who cares? Everyone else is just a casualty. Yeah, exactly. That's Mm -hmm. kind of how you're doing it now. Just kidding. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just low key burnout with it. I'm just burnout. I just don't, 
I mean, four years single is a long time, man. So if you're watching this and you're single, uh, if you can beat four years, I'll send you oh. a certified mama's boy t-shirt. But would you, I've already asked for a certified mama's boy merch. And I, I owe you one. Um, I, single for four days. <laughs> so, well, I was going to say too is no, no, I don't remember what it is to say. You're saying single. Oh, but I would say, wouldn't you rather be single than in like the marriage? Yeah, stop it right there. Stop it right there. Wouldn't you rather be single? Yes. Okay. So whatever you're going to say next is the answer is going to be yes. But I think a lot of people are scared of being single. That's why I think it's worth saying is I think people are scared of being single. So then they end up a lot of times will just stay with either a guy like or not a guy or woman who's a person who's an, you know, it's they, 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 yeah. they lost, they lost. It was hard. It was really hard. Right. Breaking the codependency and feeling like you need someone's extremely long and painful process. But, it's but then you get, it. you get to the other side of it, man. And like, um, Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, are you, um, aren't you scared to like to, to date or fall in love again? Cause somebody might just cheat on you again. Backstory. My ex-wife cheated on me. Um, and I, the answer is no, I'm not actually even a little bit and not because I'm like healed from, I mean, I, I don't know. I was that whatever, but it's like, because I'm so solid knowing that I can do my life by myself yeah. that I don't fear having to do this phase again. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't, I don't worry. Like, like once you get really comfortable being single, it's like the most empowered. Cause I won't, I don't have to bring in nonsense. You know, right. I don't have to, I don't have to bring in just, but, but again, like this is, this is the guy that was dating like 17 girls at a time, you know, three years ago, because I was just so insecure and just needed that connection. Yeah. But I think you just get to a point where you don't get your, um, Validity, not validity. What I'm looking, what's the word I'm looking for here? Your um, self worth yeah. from other people. You don't yeah. really, you know, get there. Well, and so. I always say this to clients like, you want to get to a place where when you're in a relationship, if your partner's having a bad day, if they're on a trip, if they pass away, right? Like, if you get a divorce, that you don't feel like you have nothing to live for. Like, you'd never yeah. want to. Like, and I'm I like, think what that's. I do. Oh, like, I know that feeling. It's like the last couple of years of my marriage, whereas more of. I would much rather know the comforts of this toxic relationship than fear what's going to come on the other side and being alone. Right. Like, like all those thoughts that came with that, the self doubt, the, would anybody else even want me? Um, who, who would I ever be with my life? How would my life ever be complete? Blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. Look at me now, baby. <laughs> not even talking to it. Not even talking to women. <laughs> So, like I, go, I go the other way. Way I, too, way too far. I've never understood that. I always used to think that people that were divorced for a long time were bitter. And I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really feel like I'm bitter. I'm just, I'm good, you know? Well, I think it's like if you're going to open your arms to another relationship or new, like a new, like you want it to be worthwhile and you want to be in it, right? Yeah. And I think unless you're at that place, why? And I something I, always, I was talking to a friend about recently is this idea of like people scared, always worried about cheating and it being over or something happening. And I'm like, I mean – it, Brene Brown talks about this, like this foreboding joy. Sometimes we don't, we just think of all the terrible things that could happen because we're scared of it. But like, yeah. if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So if you're living in constant fear of like, well, if I get married again, like what would that mean? Like, it's not, I mean, you're going to prevent yourself from even experiencing joy short term. No one's still watching this YouTube video. No, that's okay. We're just talking to ourselves now. Are we? Yeah. They tuned out about three minutes in. Really? They they wanted to find out about being small. <laughs> they're they're coming here to find their insecurities, and they you think were, they found out. They saw it and they're like, "Oh, shut the hell up!" Okay, blah blah blah. Oh, Brown got it. 
All right, and that's it for the week. If it's before noon Eastern, make sure you text the word CONTEST to 888-Kramer8 because we have that Target gift card giveaway. So get in on that. And also, um, uh, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for being here. Blee is back on Monday with a new uh, Mental Health Monday with us. And uh, another great week of Certified Mama's Boy. Thanks to you. All right. Have a good weekend. I'll see you on social media. Then back a brand new episode on Monday. Goodbye. Hey, Kramer. This is Eileen from Flowery Branch, Georgia. Of all the things that I could call in on, I can't believe I'm calling on this topic, but about the uh, mom that just recently gave birth and she said she pooped herself. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I was pregnant and had four babies. Two out of the four were vaginal. Two out of the four were C-sections. So... Anyway, with vaginal births, it is very common to do that. And I, I know I only did it, I may have done it twice, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I only did it once, but I do remember it and I was so embarrassed, but I remember the nurses telling me that it happens all the time. And after talking to other moms, um, I know it does. Personally, yes, I'd be embarrassed, but I would not be mad. I don't think it's something you talk about over the dinner table, but if it came up, it wouldn't kill me. But I know some people that would be mortified if others found out that that happened to them. But it's a very natural thing. Um, and if her husband knows that it embarrasses her, then shame on him for bringing it up. Or if this was just a one-time thing, hopefully he doesn't do it again. And it'll probably happen the next time she has a baby. Anyway, y'all have a great day. Bye. Kramer. Yes, you could still be shocked if someone in their 70s die. If they don't have any health issues, then yes, it is still shocking because, you know, they don't, not like they're 88 or 99, you know, this, I think that's not shocking. But if they're healthy, if they're active and no issues that you're aware of, then that is still shocking. You ask like, you're an invalid at like 70. I mean, my parents are... 74 years old, 72 years old. They play pickleball, tennis. My mom walks miles every day. Like, she doesn't have any issues. If she were to die today, I would be shocked. So, <laughs> you just make me laugh Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.